You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Now today I have the amazing Peter Kelly, who is the youngest millionaire in a network marketing company. And what I love about Peter is uh, she sets an amazing example at such a young age and she runs a movement called Life by My Own Design, which is this like badass movement of young people from all over the globe who live an extraordinary life and also inspire others to do the same. So Peter, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Thanks, Joel. Thanks so much for having me. I I always start interviews and calls with gratitude, and you know how grateful I am for you and everything you do. You're just do. <laughs> just the best. Oh, thank you, thank you. Do you practice gratitude every day? Is this your thing? <laughs> yeah, all the time, like all the time. I don't I don't make a list at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. It's just all day. It's like today, it, you know, it was just the sun and just the water and just the everything all the time i love it there's so much to be grateful for i think we forget like how amazing this world is and how amazing the opportunities are out there for us so that's I know. awesome that's awesome you practice yeah. that so let's get into you all right how did you go from working a nine to five job to now living this epic dream life how did it all happen for you just give us like a kind of a quick rundown so I was studying a PhD, so my income was uh, a scholarship. And, uh, you know, I loved what I did, but I didn't feel full and I didn't feel free. So, you know, it took a lot of balls and guts, um, but I deferred my PhD. And I love I loved what I did and I love research. I really did. Um, so no no saying don't go to school. Um, I, I wrote a paper. I did all that stuff. It was great. Um, but... It was something inside of me that was just pulling and pulling and pulling. And I was just like, this isn't for you right now. There's something else. So I, um, I deferred my PhD and I went traveling. And um, that was when I started to get introduced to this opportunity, which was a, a network opportunity. And it took me a while, again, to, to click because, you know, I was obviously – I just deferred um, what was my, my dream, the PhD. I'd, I'd finished an honors thesis, all of that. And so then – it, it took a while for me to, to come around to exactly what was in front of me, but when I understood the power of this business opportunity, I jumped in it and um, I got to work. I I got to work and I I helped a lot of people. I worked on myself and it turned into uh, a huge network, a beautiful income, uh, and a whole new purpose. I love that. And I know when you say you got to work, obviously you got to work in uh, sharing an amazing opportunity with others, um, helping them to you know free themselves from physical and financial pain. But I, what I also noticed about you, because I met you, it would be nearly two years ago now. And when you say got to work, you got to work on yourself because I've seen you grow so much as an individual. It's been amazing to see the change from you standing at the front of the room with 50 people in the room at that time when I first met you and like there was that feeling of like a little bit of uncertainty but you were still delivering you could see that you're doing it because you knew that what you were doing was right 
But now you get up and you just command the audience and you just pour your heart out, you inspire, you, you're just like, you're so vulnerable now, but so inspiring as well. So where's all this self-development come from? Where do you find your inspiration to self-develop and grow? No, thanks, Joel. Uh, so, I mean, essentially when I started in, in networking, I, it, that involved being the leader of a team and a community and it involved casting a vision for young people about what their life could be like and just what else was out there. Uh, and in order to, to step into the role of that leader and the role of that, um, that representative, I suppose, for what vision I saw, I had to do a lot of work on myself. I had to do work on myself in terms of um, my money mindset, in terms of leadership, in terms of um, spirituality. I feel like humans are just scraping the sides at the moment. And in order to step into that, I needed to be living that on the outside. So I needed to have the freedom and abundance on the outside. And that only can come if you have it on the inside. So I went to work. Um, I read, I read, I read. I attended um, so many events. I worked on myself spiritually with a whole bunch of different um, mentors and guides I still do to this day. And, you know, it's just a constant journey of um, just choosing to expand in the direction of um, infinite possibility, more truth, um, like you said, more vulnerability, um, and just so that you can just be the example of everything, everything I believed. And, yeah, it's just never-ending. It's just never ending. It's the best. It, I mean, the opportunity to grow as a human is the most incredible privilege in the world because we just, I mean, I don't know how people can get bored when we just have the most incredible, like, experiment, the incredible, most incredible journey in our own body, in our own life. Like, I don't understand boredom. It's like you can go and read a book right now and be changed forever. It's just it's just a privilege to grow and it's a privilege to serve. And so when you get to do the both together, it's just so fun. I love it. So wise beyond your years there, Peter. <laughs> I love it. And I'm sure this is going to inspire a lot of other people to really focus on their self-development and, and look at what they're doing with their life. Because I think a lot of people... I mean, I, I'm guilty of it, you know, getting distracted by your Facebook and your emails and all sorts of things when really we're not putting ourselves first. And that, where, that's the most important part is putting yourself first so that then you can become someone of value to then share value with others. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I know from network marketing is that it is about an exchange of value. It's showing others that there is a value in what you're doing and that they can also live that life if they're willing to step up as well. So what do you find, uh, as a network marketing leader, what do you find as maybe one of the biggest challenges working with people that are new to this that may uh, have no idea and they really do, they want to go for it, they're ambitious, but there's, there's something that's holding them back. Like what would that one thing be? Uh, I think this expands across the board. It, I think it's really the understanding that it can really be that good. It's the acceptance of the possibility. And like I have on my new website, the one I was telling you about, peterkelly.com, and the circle at the top, it says, be the one who shows the world how good it's really meant to be. And to be that, you've got to first come to terms with the fact that it can be that good. So I feel like people trip themselves up when they're going for an opportunity or whether it's network marketing or whether it's entrepreneurship in another way or whether it's a happy relationship. Some people 
are just not comfortable with the fact that it can be that good and that you can earn that income and that you can be that happy and you can be that free and you can lead that sort of a team. Once you come to terms and you accept and you believe that it really can be as incredible and limitless and expansive probably like far beyond what anyone even knows yet, then that's when you're able to allow it and that's when you're able to work towards it truthfully like truthfully, not just in a pipe dream, like, yeah, I would love to have that income, I would love to have that income, but in yourselves, you don't believe that you can ever have that income, that's the one thing. So it's really going to work on on whether or not you're aligned with what it is you are shooting for or whether or not it really is in your cells unrealistic. And I think that once we become really truthful with that, like, do I really believe I can have this? Do I really believe that it's meant to be this good? Do I really believe I deserve this? And if the answer isn't yes, then it's not going to come. Uh, so I think that's the, that's the one thing is, is coming to terms with accepting, being one with and allowing the greatness that it is that you're shooting for. Yeah, that's right. You hit the nail on the head. You know, I feel that uh, there's maybe this kind of like dark past of network marketing. You know, back in the day, mm-hmm. pyramid scheme, whatever they want to call it. I know that there were a lot of dodgy companies back in the day. And nowadays, no company can fly by with that, you know, dodgy setup or dodgy structure anymore. So it is legit. What would you say to somebody that pulls the whole uh, pyramid scheme line on you? Because I'm sure you get uh, it, right? It's, it must, people are still traditionally minded. Even though this is a business of the 21st century, people are still really kind of closed off to the idea because of the past. Yeah. I mean, I don't really attract that sort of question, to be honest. I don't, I don't really get it. I really don't get that question because I don't talk about display, share, network marketing in anything other than the truth that it is. Uh, It's a wealth creation vehicle. It's an opportunity to have incredible reach with a product that truly is transforming lives because it's the only way a company can really grow by word of mouth marketing. It is the opportunity for you to become part of a community. It's, uh, if done right and with integrity, it can be um, the platform for excellence in all areas of your life. And know that in my journey, it was a platform for excellence in health platform for excellence in leadership, platform for excellence in personal growth, platform for excellence in speaking on the stage, platform for excellence in relationships. It's just, it, it, so when I speak about it, when I share about it, when I talk about it or whatever I give off is just that it is when done properly and with integrity, the most incredible business model on the planet. And it, it's also, you know, it's 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 one of them, Joe. As you know, like there's so many wealth creation solutions out there. Um, it's not something that I think now what people are recognizing it as is is it's it's another one of them. Except it's the most fun. <laughs> it's you know anybody can do it. It's 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 really becoming cool, and it's really become the awareness around the intelligence behind a well done network marketing company is, I mean, it's, it's just expanding and expanding. So, um, I don't, I don't answer the pyramid thing because that's like way gone back back (laughs) in the day when it was that, I don't hear about that. It's just like, um, it's just so much for me, network marketing is so much more than network marketing too. It's like I said, it's a platform for so many other things. It's, it's led me to things. Um, it's, it's really helped me 
go down my my spiritual leadership path, which is it's so yeah. I remember the last time I answered the pyramid scheme question. I don't know if I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love it because uh, a lot of the audience is, I guess, aspiring entrepreneur. And there's this thing where, like, I feel a lot of entrepreneurs have ego, right? A lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, no, I can make all this by myself and I don't need another company or another thing. And the thing is, like, if you're smart about making your money and doing it right, residual income is 110% the way. You know, I've looked at a lot yeah. of different business structures and to make money while you sleep, like people walk through walls for that. <laughs> yeah, they honestly that's do. it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So on that note, you know, you, you're making millions now in residual income, which is incredible. And you've done it in a space of just a couple years. And, you know, you could be out living on an island, maybe retired somewhere in Bali mm -hmm. or Hawaii or wherever. But you still work as hard as you did when you first started. So why? Why still work hard? Why still uh, hustle? You know, and this is funny. Um, like the other night, uh, my fiance and I presented at a big event um, and we presented the opportunity, the opportunity that blessed my life. And as we were driving home at about 10.30 p.m., ready to get up at 5 o'clock the next day, I said to him, because I was getting ready to launch peterkelly.com, which is like a – yeah, as you know, an extension of conscious leadership for our generation. And I said to him, it started to feel a little bit like I was getting out of my comfort zone, actually a lot. Um, and I said, you know, okay, I checked in with myself and I said, why am I doing this? Why am I launching this new project to reach even more young leaders and to cast a vision for even more young leaders ready to step into new consciousness? Like, why am I doing this when, like, I'm not doing this for money, you know? And, like, we had the conversation, it was like, it was just like this this moment of honesty. Like if I wanted to just stop tomorrow and do nothing and really do nothing, you know, I would still be financially okay. So why am I doing this new project? Why am I starting this new commitment to, to this group? And, and we just looked at each other and it was a no-brainer. It was like, well, because the, the money comes as a result of the passion and the money is, was never the fuel and never will be the fuel. The money is the byproduct. It's the result. And – when you're blessed, I feel like I was incredibly blessed with the opportunity to earn residual income, firstly, because there's a lot of people out there who weren't. But I was also incredibly blessed with the so many opportunities to grow, an incredible group of young people who were willing to follow. Um, I, was in, I feel like I'm blessed with the insights from I don't know where. And it's like that's, that's – if, if you don't live with that messy, if you don't live in alignment with – that which is the the thing that gets me up every morning, the thing that excites me the most is is seeing young people step into new into new levels of consciousness, into into new understandings of how incredible they are. If I'm not living in alignment with that, if I'm not doing that work, who cares if I have money? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to do with it? You're going to just be have money and just like, what do you? Do? I mean, it's just it, it. Money is the extension of your intention, and you know it's. It's a beautiful thing to have a beautiful, abundant life. But abundance on the outside, to me, is only abundance if you have it on the inside. And I will only have abundance on the inside if I am living my purpose, which is like mobilizing the next generation of conscious leaders and helping them live uh, an, a free, abundant, aligned life like I get to do. So it's 
The work is never ending, but it is a beautiful thing, Joel, to be able to work and to be able to start new projects like I've just started without having to worry about money. So this is the thing. And I've been talking to other friends of mine who are entrepreneurs and they're starting and they, they are having to do it a little bit differently because they've got to earn the money. Whereas all of my projects now are passion projects and even network marketing for me, although it grows and it it grows and it grows and grows. I build that because I'm passionate about the company. I'm passionate about young people. It's not because I want, I'm like desperate for another million dollars. It's, I, it's, it's passion. When you're financially free, you function from passion. And when you function from there, I mean, imagine how different the world would be if there was, if the people who have the passion were actually able in terms of resources to live that rather than just trying to keep their head above water. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to know as well is staying productive and not getting distracted because I know that obviously, you know, time for energy and you also, you've got people in your team that are reaching out to, what do you do to, to stay efficient in your business? Uh, I think it, well, the first thing is making sure that you feel good um, because what I know for sure is that you know, there was times where I was doing 16-hour days and I don't do that now. I mean, I do – I work hard but I um, – it's in a way that feels good and I think that's important because that's where productivity comes from. That's where efficiency comes from. That's where creativity comes from. That's where um, – that that's where everything comes from is feeling good and I actually filmed a video today about that. It was, you know, we can't ever um, prioritize the doing over the enjoying, the enjoying – has to come before the doing and then the doing will become a lot more efficient and will actually want to do more. Um, and I was someone who would get so caught in the doing that sometimes I would not be enjoying it and but then I'd keep doing anyway. And it was like I get that. Some people say that's just a good work ethic. But for me, I started to learn that. That was actually a clue that, hey, Peter, you need to change something up because if this is your passion, you should be enjoying it even if you are doing 16 hours a day. So you just change things up. So for me now, it comes from enjoyment. So I have a few different things on the go now. So I do what um, my creative stuff in the morning. That feels good to me. I do the stuff that's a little bit more no-brainer for me closer to the end of the day because I'm not an end-of-the-day sort of person. I make sure I work up before I do anything. Meditation's got to come in there. Um, You know, it's just... It's how is today going to feel good for me? What's going to feel good for me? Uh, And then from there, efficiency and effectiveness um, flows. And just being kind to yourself. That's what I'm learning, just being kind to myself. You know, what it's like I used to be so, like if I'd gone straight and scroll Facebook for a little bit, I'd beat myself up about it. And now it's just like, you know what? It's good. You know, it's all good. We just got to be kind to ourselves and, and, and prioritize feeling good before we prioritize just, being a madman. So what would you say has been maybe the number one question that you've been asked by somebody that you've looked up to that's really opened your mind? Like maybe an aha moment in your career. Oh. Because you're mentored, right? Like you have spiritual mentors, you have business yeah, leadership you know mentors what? as well. I think it would be when I was, like I said, I started with my current mentor and I was earning $500 a week in my entrepreneur um, life. And so he obviously took me on it at a level when I was um, my, my internal abundance matched my external abundance. And 
he said to me, I remember my first session, I think I cried my eyes out. He said to me, this is the most important thing I will ever tell you. And I knew that that was <laughs> huge. And he said, you get to choose. And, you know, I think it took me a few sessions and I was like, you get to choose, you get to choose. And it kept coming up in our sessions. It kept coming up in our sessions. And over time it just it just became like just so natural to me. It's like you get to choose everything. And humans feel so helpless a lot of the time and they think that, you know, oh, you know what, you know, well, shit happens, they say, and they say, I mean, you know, I, I can't help how I feel and, you know, what, if, if I have a good day or whatever, it's like that. And, yes, there's some things that happen that we don't understand. Hmm. But from day-to-day things that we're actually complaining about or whinging about or, or wanting to have, we 150% can choose. So when I started to learn that we, I can choose how I feel, I can choose exactly what I attract, I can choose, you know, exactly how I perceive everything right now, I can choose. And it started to, to really shape my life. And from then, I just started to choose. I, I started to choose to expand into abundance and success and love. I started to choose to be okay no matter what. I started to choose to allow success rather than to force things. I started to choose um, what sort of relationship I wanted. I started to to really be so intentional with my choices and to just feel in control of like, you know, when – you know, I mean, back in the day, you'd have a bad day or something, or you'd feel you'd be so controlled by other people's stuff. Uh, so when when you said to me, "You can choose," I mean, that was really the basis of everything. You know, right now we are choosing with our thoughts, with our energies, with our feelings. What's what's coming in our lives? We we are choosing with every thought, with every with with every feeling with every action we we are choosing and we are giving instruction to our physical life and that can be quite confronting to people because they don't like their physical life which just means that they don't like the fact that they're choosing that but it is so empowering when you know that you're choosing it because if you right now you don't like what you see you've chosen it you have sorry but you have but that's really exciting because it means that you can choose something completely different and like I said, this doesn't mean that like you, you know, there's extreme circumstances, the things that you can't physically change. But mo- for most part, you really do get to choose how this goes, all of it. And that is, um, I mean, w- what more do you need to know that rather than you're in control of your physical life, you're in control of how this goes. I mean, that's just, that's just like, I mean, that's, it's like you're like Superman, you know? <laughs> Unstoppable. Like all- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing as well. And I completely agree with you because I know that all the amazing things that have happened in my life that I'm carried carried along still to this day all happened and all started by a simple decision to go, I'm sick of having this pain in my life. I'm That's it. I'm ready right now. And I think a lot of people think that they have to go through the pain for a certain amount of time or they've got to wait and just kind of dwell and wait for that pleasure to build up until they finally get that itch to do it. It's nah, you can make a decision right now today that that's it. This is what I want in my life because it all starts with your thoughts. Your thoughts lead to uh, 
lead to behavior. Behavior leads to feelings. Feelings lead to action. Actions lead to transformation. So you've got to make that decision. And uh, that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head right there. I love that. And you know what else I love is uh, I I went to a presentation and they had uh, you and Eric Skype in on a a call. And I saw, uh, I think it was the start of the year. And you were telling everybody that they have a choice to choose or or they should list uh, a few emotions. So how does that work? Like, t- tell us more about that because I found that a very effective uh, exercise. Something actionable yeah. that the uh, the audience can uh, take on board. So, I mean, that was all around goal setting. And, and the thing was at the beginning of the year, everybody sets these big goals. And a lot of the time they are really unconscious and they're not very mindful goals. It's like just a figure that they want to earn or just a place that they want to visit or just something that they want to look like. And they're they're just thought goals or they're um, should goals. So I should want to have this goal. I should probably want to do this or I should. And they're just, we're not actually at all aligned with them and then we don't achieve them. So I know that I'm a big like um, goal set. I'm I'm not a goal set, a direction giver for my life. I like to have direction, although I'm very flowy. I like to have direction. But last year I was setting a lot of goals and I found myself setting some that I didn't actually even really care about. I set them because I thought I should. So when I hit a certain income, I thought oh, I should set that I will be this income by the next couple of months. And really that wasn't the thing that was pulling on me the most was going up in income that next couple of months. So then therefore that wasn't a goal that I hit because I didn't actually really you know, I just put it down. And then, so then we start to think that we're failing, but really we just set the wrong goals. So the whole idea is that we will achieve goals that we are emotionally aligned with. We will achieve goals that we are connected to. We will achieve goals that will pull us um, and through inspiration, which is being pulled. Whereas sometimes we set goals through motivation, which is that we are pulling and I'd much rather be pulled. Um, rather than be pulling. So I like to flow, not to force. It's just so much more fun. Like Bruce Lee, like be like water. So <laughs> it's like, I love it. Uh, so at the, Eric and I were sitting in New York for um, New Year's Eve. I was there with my family and I we sat across from each other and we got our crayons or our texters out and we wrote down our, how we wanted to feel in 2015. And we picked three main feelings. And for instance, one of mine was simplicity. I am like the biggest um, scatter. Like I have so many things at one time. So simplicity was one, alignment. You know, so we each chose our feelings. And when we we picked our goals around them. So one of mine was, you know, astronomical impact. I always had to put a big describing word. So I put <laughs> my goals around what's going to make me feel like I'm having an astronomical impact. And there was a goal attached to that, maybe a couple. What's going to make me feel like my life is simple? And it was perhaps a goal around like my schedule or around having some free time here or here. And, and Eric's were around like things like organization. And so then my goals were really important to me and I was going to go for them and I was going to be pulled to them. I wasn't just going to force myself to them, not hit them and then feel like I'm crap at going for goals and then feel like I'm a big failure. So it just takes the load off. It's like, you don't have to have big crazy goals. If your goal this year is to just be happy every single day, then that's a really good goal. You know what I mean? But your goals just have to be true to you. And I find that we're because we're so encouraged in our world to be striving and achieving and we forget that the most important thing 
in all of those goals. And the goal of all of those goals is that we feel good and that we are aligned. And so that's where we should start when we set our goals, not just writing down a goal because it looks like we're really, really accomplished if we achieve that. It's like, who even cares? Because I don't want to, that goal doesn't correspond with how I want to feel. So how do I want to feel first? And then what do I need to achieve in order to feel that way? And then you can't fail. Yeah, that's great, Peter. That's great. And actually on that note, um, I spoke to Jody Spencer, who's a neuroscientist and uh, amazing best-selling author. And he said that, you know, there's the, the lowest form of motivation is money motivation, like material motivation, where you're chasing that emotion, a temporary emotion that shortly dies off. And then he said the highest form of motivation is duty motivation, like purpose, calling. So when you've found that motivation and you know what it is and you follow it, that's that's it. It pull it pulls you. It pulls you exactly what you were saying. And that's I think where the, the sweet spot is. So for you, how has success changed for you from where you were kind of in the beginning? You left your nine to five job. <clears throat> you know, you started self-development, you're working on yourself. How's your life changed? And also how's your perspective changed? Like how you used to see it to how you see it now? I mean, to be honest, I've always been pretty grounded in what success means. And I think as um, I've become more successful, I've become more grounded in what success means. Um, success means truth. And success means feeling how you want to feel. And I knew that. I mean, when I was in, when I was doing my PhD and I, I'd, like I said, I'd finished some very successful years at university and I was living what I thought was my dream. I was achieving everything I, I thought I wanted to achieve and all of that. I was earning about $500 a week on a government scholarship. But still then, fundamentally inside, what I knew was that although I seemed very successful in terms of getting off of the PhD scholarship, getting my paper published in an international journal, um, being getting really good grades, that was success in terms of um, outside success. It wasn't full success because I didn't feel completely full and aligned and excited when I woke up in the morning. So I wasn't feeling how I wanted to feel, although on paper it looked like success. So I understood that even before I had the, um, I suppose, material success or whatever anybody wants to call it. So as time went on, I, I sort of always knew that that's what success was. It was how you feel. It was feeling how you want to feel. And success to me is feeling like I'm having an impact. It's feeling like I'm doing what I want to do. It's feeling like I'm a I haven't and give anything. It's freedom, like feeling like I like I retired my mom. I want to retire my mom. That's success to me. I've done it. It's feeling like I can jump on a plane tomorrow if I want to. It's feeling like I have work to do all the time if I want to because I have never-ending things to give. And so, it's my perception of success has never really changed. It's it's like that. I understand more. Um, more importantly, what it takes to be successful. Truth. Um, truth is the key. It's, I mean, success isn't success unless it's, you, you're tr you know, you're true. Um, and it's, um, 
you know, of, of service. Uh, obviously, success has to be of service to the world and some people view that in different ways. But So I've learned more what it takes to be successful. Um, but my understanding of success is just um, looking back is the same. And, you know, my life has uh, expanded in the direction of truth, abundance, alignment, flow, joy, love, success, is it's expanded into all of those things because that's what I've chosen instead of expanding into some what other people have chosen, which is struggle and conflict. And it's just a shift in choice and a shift in direction and a commitment to grow in that way. So it's funny. Um, now that you asked that, I actually got clear on the fact that success to me still meant the same thing even though I wasn't actually living it back then. So it's mm. it's cool. Maybe the fact that you understand what success is is what will get you there. Yeah, great answer. That feeling of retiring your mom must have been amazing. Mm. Must have been incredible. How, yeah. what, what's, the, what's the next big goal for you now or the next big thing, the next big move in your life? I mean... That was really incredible. It was like it just ha it was just happened, and I was like, okay, wow, what now? And I suppose while I was working on the goal of building the residual income to retire, mom, I was always, always building, um, working with another passion and another drive as well. And that was the vision for inspiring young people and empowering them and igniting them. And so now that I've retired my mom, you know, I'm, I'm always good. So if you ask me like, you know, what's on your vision board, it's like, it's, it's like unity within the company. It's like astronomical impact. It's like deeper love and connection. It's, it's these things which you can't really put into like things. So when I think about what my goals are, it's like, it's all like, as it related to, um, unifying the and keeping keep on working to broaden the impact of the incredible company that I work with, um, but also to like I said, what I'm doing with PeterKelly.com, which is to mobilize the next generation of conscious leaders, and that's a journey that's really kicking off. And that's, I mean, when I say what are my goals with that, my goals are just to impact people, and that's going to look like a whole different thing. Speaking on some more stages, you know, getting amongst some more resources to give. Um, it's it's so open, but my goal always is to just keep expanding in the direction that I'm expanding in. Impact, love, alignment, abundance, freedom, and just keep expanding there because I'm open to the surprises that are coming along the way as long as I stay true, keep moving that direction, keep giving, which is, I mean, that goes without saying for me. That's when you are young and financially free, it's your responsibility to give and I, that is my hobby. So giving, giving goes hand in hand, you know, all the time. So yeah, I'm just, the goal is to keep expanding this direction and to be open to the surprises that are going to come along the way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Good on you, Peter. And I know that you're very into raising your levels of consciousness and spirituality. So how do we increase our levels of consciousness from what you've <laughs> learned so far? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not so much even about like, um, learning new stuff like we always hear it's about unlearning but I think it's just it's just about surrendering I suppose to to your path of truth and just to always be so honest and open and ready to receive lessons and blessings and I think you know 
how do you raise your consciousness? It's like you just you just begin the journey. It looks so different. Everybody always asks me, um, so Peter, how do I start my journey to you know becoming conscious? Or and it's funny because I I always sit, see the person and look at them and I know you're already the most incredibly conscious, like beautiful soul ever. You just got to strip back this stuff and it just looks so different for everyone. Like I said, mine really began, mine began with listening to Earl Nightingale, The Stranger's Secret. That's what kicked it off for me. I listened to about 200 times and then I started to get led on to another book and another book and then my mentor and then my mentor led me on to this teaching and this teaching and then I started to, it just, it just flows and flows and flows. So I think how to increase your level of consciousness is start reading, start learning, start experiencing, start being open um, and just start practicing things like non-judgment and, you know, those small things. So I think saying that the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz is a great place to start if you just want to be living a more conscious life. Mm. I think one of the hardest things is really sticking to it as well, right? Like that's part mm. of being conscious is knowing what's going on. What do you yeah. do to really uh, stay, I guess, more alert and more in tune with you? Like what are some practices that you do or if you have some sort of like a daily ritual? Uh, I mean, like I said, I always touch in with my my mentor, my guide, and that's just, I mean, I have a couple of them. My meditation is important and I always notice it. So sometimes I wake up in the morning and, you know, you won't have slept for as long as you wanted to the night before and so maybe I'll be like, I'll oh, skip meditation today and then I get to the midday and I've said, you know, Peter, you know you can't function without meditation. For me, meditation is more important than food because it's like the world is crazy and planet Earth is crazy and we are influenced by so many things and so many different energies. So meditating for me is like checking in with truth. It's like checking in with the divine. It's like checking in with the universal intelligence and, and all of everything that I am. You know, it's – and, I mean, for me, it's like what is more important than that? It's like – plugging into infinity every morning and receiving and surrendering and just it's like if you everybody meditates differently but for me it's like it's just it's just connecting with everything that we are and some days meditating is easier than other days and when people ask me Peter what is meditating meditating is just being aware and surrendering and just just being one with the infinity of everything it's just just doing nothing it's just here I am, I'm not going to force thoughts. It's just then you can just receive everything. So I think having the time to meditate, being in nature is crucial to me. I mean, nature is the most incredible teacher that we have. It's like everything that is beautiful about life, everything that consciousness, everything that consciousness is in life, that's represented in nature. I mean, I could sit at the ocean and just stare at it and learn everything I need to know. So just being among, being amongst nature, um, surrounding yourself with with amazing people, you know, learning from them, um, reading books, listening to, and you know, listening to audiobooks. I know you're the same as me. We're personal development junkies, um, but the daily practice would be meditating, just and not even doing meditating, just just sitting and being, and if that looks like a walk or a surf or a run or whatever, just just having that time to connect with truth. Yeah, I think 
deep into that, what I feel like you're saying as well is observing, right? Just sitting and observing yeah. things because we're so caught yeah. up in everything that's going on around us that we miss so many magical moments and so much amazingness in so many things. So it's sitting back and just observing. And that's I it. think um, when you meditate as well, one of the great things is that you're shutting off one of the senses, right? So you're able to absorb a lot more. You balance your mind out. I, uh, If you get a chance... You should uh, try the flotation chamber meditation. Yeah, I saw you post that. I did that last last week, and it was uh, it was a crazy experience. Just to kind of, they had five hundred kilos. Uh, I don't know what that is in pounds for the American folks, but uh, five hundred kilos of Epsom salts in this water that's wow. in a capsule, and you just float, and it's crazy because you can't push yourself down, you can't sink or anything, you can't drown. You just lay there. And actually, my neck hurt so much because I was just fully just let myself go. Bounce. After like the first yeah. 10 minutes, my body adjusted and it was crazy. It's just like you and your mind. You can't feel your body. The water is like body temperature. It's crazy. You should try it out. That's good. Yeah. As When I saw your post, I actually went and found some around here. To- yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot for sure. Yeah. I love it, Peter. Awesome. So... How can we uh, find you? Where are you? Where's your presence? I know you've got a new site coming out that you mentioned uh, earlier. So maybe just give us a quick rundown what we can expect there and where else we can find you. Uh, so the new site is peterkelly.com and that is live now as of last night. And that's, um, I mean, what you can TV channel there called Real Free TV and like I was telling you before, when I say real, it's real. It's like, here's a video. I'm not going to cut it. And this is just a message. So what it is really, it's just a way for me to communicate with um, the next generation of conscious leaders to help mobilize them, provide them with a space to grow and learn about all the infinite possibilities of life, um, to learn about living, um, leading, earning, and also giving. And um, there's going to be so many things that are surprises on there, which I don't even know about. Yeah, but there's there's weekly um, love letters on there. There's the TV. There's a whole bunch of recorded keynotes I've done and stuff like that. And so it's just a cool place for anyone who vibes with me to come and hang out. And um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I know the audience will be into that. It sounds like it's all about growth and spiritual growth. And mm-hmm. look, Peter's an amazing person, very inspiring. So if you're listening right now, make sure you head over there and check it out. You can also sign up for her newsletter too, right? Yeah, we call it a love letter. A love letter, okay, <laughs> of course. Because it is—it's just a love letter. It's just—it's not—it's not news. It's just—it's just love. It's just insights and whatever yeah. with love, and yeah. it's news, but it's good news. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, beautiful. Thank you, Peter. And Peter, we end every interview with this last question. And the last question is: If you were to deliver your last thirty-second speech to the world. What would that last 30 seconds sound like? You know, it's just really not meant to be as hard as we think it's meant to be. You know, when when we hear about life being beautiful and abundant and free and, and glorious and as exciting and limitless as we can possibly imagine it to be, that really is how it's meant to be and it's okay for it to be that good. So, I mean, you know, this is a, life is a beautiful game um, with – infinite possibilities and uh, as humans we've just got to be okay with that and and start enjoying it a lot more beautiful Peter thank you so much for joining us today 
Really appreciate it. Head over to uh, peterkelly.com. Yay. To check it out. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. All the best. Bye, Joel. Bye.